0: Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand cave rescue operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good
1: engagement
0: How long gift? before a wedding should I send out How many save the dates? Are in the first series use IMAP to playoffs. check mail on best other email clients. Identify fonts
1: from where to find were the four
0: best years Brian habit Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro. And today we're going to be discussing how to manage SEO agency relationships across the globe. Joining us today is Aleda Solis, who is the founder of the international SEO consulting firm Oranti, which is an experienced and world-renowned international mobile and technical search marketing practice that helps their clients establish and optimize their mobile and international websites through audit strategy, product management, and in-house training. Today, Elaine and I are going to continue our conversation and talk about how to manage the relationships with remote agencies. this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health backlinks and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. So check out hrefs Webmaster Tools at Ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, on with the show. Here's the second part of my conversation with Aleda Solis, founder of Oranti. Aleda, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast.
1: Thank you very much for having me again
0: very fun. <laughs> Excited to continue our conversation. Yesterday we had a chance to sit down and talk about some of the differences between agencies around the world and some of the benefits of remote agencies as opposed to having people that are in-house and able to sit down with your your in-house SEO and engineering teams. I want to talk a little bit more about sort of the operational part of having a remote agency. If you're looking to internationalize or you're just looking for a specialist that is not going to be present in your office. What are some of the best practices that you recommend to make sure that that agency relationship is a successful one?
1: Yeah, I think it is very important that at the beginning you set very clear expectations with the client, right? Like how often are you going to follow up? That you establish clear protocols and platforms to do it. So, so for example, you agree on using a certain project management system. For example, with all new requests, all new your validations or any documentation is going to happen in, I don't know, Asana or Basecamp or Trello, whatever project management system that you use, it doesn't matter, but that you agreed and you know, like you give access early on and you say, okay, whatever happens, et cetera, et cetera, you can send a message to me through this platform. And then you can expect a reply from me in less than 24 hours or less than 48 hours or whatever amount of time you want to set, but it's important to clarify from early on what the client can expect from you in terms of communications. That is something very important. And I have had cases when the client has told me, look, it's also important for me that my developers are very well involved in the process and it's very difficult for them, for example, to be included in your own project management system. So, for example, in that case, we have agreed to Do a mix that is like the easiest for them to handle, right? So, for example, even if we have an SEO project with the in-house SEO that they may have in the organization or the digital marketing manager or whatever, like I am also in a Slack channel, not only with maybe the person managing the overall process, but also the stakeholders implementing the recommendations or executing the changes that were requested to have a much more straightforward ongoing type of communication, right? So as you can see, there there can be or there might be a mix, but what is important is to agree early on on something that works well for both sides and the client feels very comfortable to make things happen because at the end of the day, that is our goal to make things happen.
0: I think that's an important distinction that while you don't have the opportunity to interface in real time in a more casual setting, right? Bump into somebody while you're getting coffee in the office and Mm -hmm. talk shop. There are technology solutions that are getting better and better that enable real-time communication. You mentioned Slack being one of them. Talk to me about some of the ways and the cadence and the technologies that you're using to continually maintain relationships real-time communication, you know what are some of the tools that you're setting up and how often are you actually communicating with people that you're not seeing in person?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed, I think that for example, it's very powerful to show how something works sometimes instead of, uh, when you are not sometimes in the same office, that can be a little bit more challenging. but for example, what I have seen many remote based consultants and agencies, and I do myself too is to record myself explaining something showing something else on the screen, so recording my screen. So you can do that, for example, with tools like Loom, for example. Or even by a quick Zoom, if you have Zoom too, it's not only to have a conversation, a quick conversation, and enter to the same room and, and clarify whatever doubt, but if people is not connected at the same time and there's a need for asynchronous communication, you can do it that also in that other way by recording yourself and recording your screen and showing how to do something, or showing how to do what you expect in something, or whatever you want to show. I think that that is very powerful, and and will get the message to get across much more easily. I will say than by written only.
0: You you mentioned managing asynchronous communication. I think it's important to to draw the distinction between synchronous and asynchronous communication. And to me, you know, having managed remote teams, having worked with remote agencies, having been a remote employee before, synchronous communication, a lot of that is happening on chat. And it can be an impromptu video conversation. Slack is great for that. It's all sort of built into the same place. You can essentially pick up the phone, turn on the video camera, or just write a message and have it be responded in real time. You get those bursts of notifications and work through some problems. Then you get when you can't solve something synchronously or when the time zone discrepancies are too much where you don't get the opportunity to communicate you know, and be synchronized, asynchronous communication where you have email, you can use scheduling tools to block off time with your agencies, you can have conversations and set up time to actually do your Zoom conference and your video chat. And then the last one you mentioned is just basically replacing the whiteboard sessions with screen captures and recordings. What was the tool that you named where you can basically show people what you're doing?
1: Loom. L-O-O-M.
0: Loom. Okay. (laughs) So there's tools like Loom where you can, you know, essentially replace the whiteboard and show someone what you're doing. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. One of the things that I've found that also gives people a, a better sense that you are actually doing the work is documenting how much time you're putting into the project and sort of essentially accounting for the billable hours. Are you doing any of the sort of time management and showing how much time is being put into a project when you're working with your account managers? I know it's something that is possible.
1: Yes, indeed. I mean, I try to stay away from selling hours purely like this with clients. And instead of that, it's more of a project-based or process-based type of, of agreements that we have together. However, indeed, in many cases, because of cost efficiency, you do want to, to track your times, right? And for that, there are many tools, you can also do it so with your own project management system, right? So it depends what you use. Most project management systems have that option. So, for example, I have my own time tracking type of system with a table directly, It's a mix. It's a tool that is a little bit of a mix of sheets versus a database that is quite flexible. That's so bad. For example, if you use powerful project management tools, it's very likely that you will have the way to do it there directly, too.
0: I didn't realize there was a time tracking block in Airtable. That's brilliant. Yeah, Airtable is a great tool. It's something that I've used in my business to do content production with, a, like I mentioned, a team that's based around the globe. Mm-hmm. Another way that's great for project management, synchronization. There's other tools like Asana, where you can assign tasks to a remote team. Mm -hmm. Basically, your best project management tools are going to have the ability to assign responsibility to members around the globe. I guess the last question that I have is, when you're working with a remote team, you have the challenge of managing time zones. And I think it's something that can be very sensitive. Mm -hmm. You don't want to keep your agency up all night to manage the relationship, but you do want a chance to have face-to-face You had to stay up late at night for this conversation. I know that you're based in Spain. What time is it right now?
1: Right
0: now is 8.41. Oh, God, we got to get you out of here at some point here. (laughs) How do you not only manage the difference in time zones to make sure that you're getting synchronous time, but also, you know, you're not just burning your agency out?
1: Yeah, indeed. Well, it's possible. But again, you need to balance well and coordinate well. So for example, right now I have a client on one hand in, in India, right? And I also have clients in the West Coast in the US. So you need to allocate and organize well the times of what you do when. So for example, I know that I will be having calls early in my morning to be able to catch up with my Indian-based client on one hand. And then on the other hand, for my West Coast-based client, I will tend to have the calls at 6 p.m., which is still 9 a.m. for them. So it's a win-win. So there's always very likely an hour overlay or a couple of hours overlay. Their early mornings, my late afternoons. That is still workable time for me. And the same in the other in the other side, right? I used to have also a client last year from Japan, from Tokyo, and indeed it was the same. It was to coordinate that it was in the in the late afternoon for them was my early morning and it worked pretty well. At some point, I had this very crazy type of situation of a client, one of them based in Amsterdam, another one based in on the West Coast in the US. And at that time, I was traveling a bit for a few conferences in my case, and I was in, in Australia, right? So it was there was no way at all that all of us will be at a good time, in a working time, having a very specific call follow-up that we needed. So at that point, of course, it was me, the consultant, who was going to stay a little bit late one, one of the days in order to be able to catch up with them at reasonable times for them, because, of course, they were the clients. So at some point, if you cannot have it all. You need to do a little bit of an extra effort to make it happen and to make it work, right? But and that should, those should be the, the exceptions, I have to say. Most cases, if it is a reasonable type of distribution, you will likely be able to talk with clients that are located in other areas of the world at reasonable times, identifying overlays.
0: At the end of the day, managing an agency is very much around building relationships and making sure that you're getting the most out of the team that you're working with, whether they're in the office, whether they're across the world, there's still people that are working for and with you to help you achieve your goals. And the more that you can communicate and be clear with what your expectations are, and what the milestones that people need to hit, the better relationships you're going to have. Okay, then that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Aleda Solis, founder of Oranti. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Aleda, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is Aleda, A-L-E-Y-D-A. Or you could visit her company's website, which is oranti.com, O-R-A-I-N-T-I.com.